The following program is brought to you by your friends at Podcast One. Don't forget to download our new Podcast One app. Here are some useful car tips you might not be aware of. A coffee filter and a little bit of olive oil can clean your interior. I'm going to check that one out, actually. Uh, removing excess weight from your car will improve gas mileage. I know that's true. And you can place your key fob to your chin to increase its range. I don't think that's going to work in my car, but maybe. Uh, all of those things are weird, right? Well, here's another tip you also might not know about. True Car also helps people get used cars. That's right. True Car isn't just for buying new cars. With their certified dealer network and nationwide inventory of nearly 1 million used cars, you'll enjoy real pricing on actual inventory and a simpler buying experience, whether you buy new or used. And with TrueCar, users can see what others paid, so they know if they're getting a good deal before buying. They're also more likely to enjoy a faster buying experience by connecting with TrueCar certified dealers. When you're ready to buy a new or used car, check out TrueCar and enjoy a more confident car buying experience. Some of these features are not available in all states. Podcast One presents Starving for Attention with Richard Blaze, an entertaining behind-the-scenes look at the world of food, where you'll hear from anyone and everyone from the culinary industry, including restaurateurs, TV hosts, celebrity chefs, producers of your favorite cooking shows, and many more. Now, here's your host, Richard Blaze. Hey, everyone. Richard Blaze and Jasmine Blaze here, um, live from the mobile walk. Oh, you're going. Oh, wow. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, I think it should be. We should be, let it known that obviously. That you eat like a monster. (laughs) That I like, like I'm still a chef who likes to eat food, like pizza. And um, what did we just eat at Disney? I had a rough, uh, like that one day where I ate a turkey leg, a corn dog. I think everything. And a whole mini pizza. Yeah, plus you had one of those like painted cookies. I had an Easter and, cookie. <laughs> yeah. Like I had all sorts of like we. You had it all. You had it, it was all. one of those days. Like it was the first time I Everybody think I've ever. Everybody did it. I, I I loosened up the belt. I was eating bread and and. Oh, you I were had eating a bite, bread. I had a bite of that turkey someone leg. Someone just like, like made a big like rolled their eyes at you. Well, someone, I mean, and you someone know, in their I mean, car. Yeah. Well, just rolled their eyes. At I would have rolled my eyes at me. Exactly. But I, it was. I you know, even had bread. I I mean I, I threw out all rules because it's Disney. So who does you know? Yeah. It was kind of a, it was really really a lot of fun and also like there are not enough corn dog restaurants yeah i mean it's probably for a reason really i don't, I don't know, know. i'm not i'm not a corn dog person really oh yeah. this was delicious yeah the corn dog castle the at girls Disneyland. and i the girls and i watched you eat it from up on the the zephyr ride i know you we said it like, looked look bigger him. he's like than it was it was really there. just one normal size hot dog dipped in dipped delicious in. corn the dog breading batter. Looked maybe big then maybe that's yeah the breading is big of course that's yeah. what a corn dog is Oh, I, you You've know. had a corn dog before, right? I have, yeah. Not one from Disney. I can't believe that there should be more. I want to do a corn you dog. You know what there were lots of at Disney? I do. Why what? don't you tell everyone? Churros. Churros. Everywhere. Hey, Disneyland. Wow. I know we do a read for Walt Disney World, yeah. so we'll have to make sure to see if that's the case in Florida, but Disneyland in California there. has literally a churro A churro stand. cart on every corner. Every 12 steps. <laughs> it's like, honestly, it's, if you like churros, it's like your dream place. It is. Yeah. I was shocked. I mean, and it works because by the end of the day, our kids were like, we want churros. Like they don't even know what a churro is. No, I think and they had got like them one too. in their life. Yeah, they got them. They were they were they were well behaved. Yeah, they did. Good. They got a churro, but the, what is up with the churro stands? I don't, it's, I mean, it must be a, a nod to Southern California. I guess so. And, you know. I, you I know, would be my guess. I mean, we're so close to Mexico. I yeah. guess that makes sense. But I don't know. I'm trying to think if there's something comparable at Disney and World, and I just don't. 
think there is. I don't know. Oh, no, um, there's not. Yeah. I wish we would have um, had that churro experience at Disneyland before we did this episode with Claudette Zapeta Wilkins. Nice. Yeah. Right. right? Because totally. she probably um, has some thoughts on churros. I bet she, okay. she probably makes a, a banging churro. Yeah. You think that's going to be on uh, her new restaurant menu? Probably. El Jardin. El Jardin. Jardin. I say Maybe. it a little. Probably. Maybe. Yeah, probably. Right? Maybe. Um, I mean, I don't know. I don't know how like authentic, how authentic a churro churros is? are. They might be so it might be. I might be embarrassing myself right now and it being like be. it's a burrito. Like a churro is sort of like the, the dessert version of like a burrito, right. which is not really Mexican right. at yeah. all. Hmm. I hope I'm not embarrassing myself. You might be, but um, you know, but it's all we're, with good intent. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> um, but we're here at home and uh, this episode was recorded from the mobile walk-in, which is our way of saying <laughs> uh, that we were on location at Puesto. Yeah. Uh, taco shop yeah, at the headquarters headquarters village. Uh, down Downtown in seaport village san in san diego so we did a twofer is there an echo in here <laughs> i do that a lot yeah i know it's all right i do I, okay i'll stop where were we no you already said it oh, okay. and i already said it we don't need to say it again three times yeah. but we were at puesto which is um they do really they're great not paying tacos. us i mean if no. they're paying us we say it three times but, but <laughs> you know what i loved about this episode i finally it's uh, we've had other episodes like this yeah but I realized that we can use the podcast to our advantage. What advantage is that? Get lunch. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we took to-go to boxes. Like, yeah. because we're not really, you know, we try to not be, you know, focused on food specifically or recipes. Right. Um, you know, we're not, like, we don't request food wherever we go. No. It well, really... I think, you know, I was thinking about this today. I think, like, this is going to fall into a new category. You know, like, we kind of internally, and maybe we should add it into our podcast labeling system. But internally, we refer to certain podcasts as, like, hustle reports or, um, you know, then there's just kind of the general interview style, that one that we do with big name chefs or whatever. And this is kind of like, I feel like, um, I don't know, would you call it, like, a restaurant report? Would you Lunch call it with. hometown heroes? Because it's these are we're gonna have a couple. This is gonna be a string of a couple San Diego folks coming. Yeah, in. although Claudette Zapeta Wilkins is you know uh, internationally even now, right? She's competing yeah, I mean, on Top Chef. Her She's home been, is here. That's and her true. restaurant is here. Right. Will be here. Yeah, I like it. I, I I like. I know. Let's let's yeah. come up with a name for it. Okay. Maybe this is one we have to crowdsource. Okay. Uh, Lunch with would be my first thing. You're like not even excited by that at all. No. It's just it's very NPR. Yeah. Lunch with. Lunch with. Claudette Zapata Wilkins. Yeah, exactly. It was Tuesday. We had tacos, I think. We did. It, it was is, a taco Tuesday. Tuesday. Today. It was right. perfect. Yeah. Um, so it kind of worked out, but I never realized that. Like Fabio's fed us, Marcus Samuelson's fed us. Really, if we're in someone's restaurant, usually they bring out some food. Yeah. And so, you know, with, with that, like you might hear like, you know, some foodie type noises or glasses clinking or water or forks. You know, I loved it. That's the sound of like love to us. <laughs> and, you know, you know, hopefully the audio doesn't bother you guys, but no, they're going to like it. it. You know where I realized that it really works? Um, I judge. I can't talk about what it was, but I just judged something, a television episode that was focused on podcasts and I mm. got the call for it, mm, yeah, which means right. like the podcast is doing some sort of is being some sort of successful yeah. because someone was looking for a podcaster and they, they reached out to us to do this episode. Yeah. So I had to judge like five or six other groups who did podcasts on the fly. Huh, cool. And um, obviously they were food based and some of them were eating like during the podcast. Mm -hmm. So this was really interesting for me yeah. because you would think it might bother you. It yeah. made the podcast so much more enjoyable. Yeah. Sp specifically because they were talking about food and yeah. you could hear the knives and forks and you could hear the noises that their mouths made. But you know, we're also, I'm into the mukbang thing. So True. it could also probably gross people out. Um, yeah. But I think I loved this episode. Claudette Zapata Wilkins. Um, and she's coming off Top Chef. 
straight like Stockholm straight syndrome. out of the barrel. Yeah. Like to, to released from her captors, so yeah. to speak. Yeah. Um, like, I mean, I think we recorded this episode the day after the, the finale top chef Colorado yeah. finale. Yeah. Aired. So once the finale airs, like pretty much all the non-disclosure, you know, handcuffs are off at that point. And, and you can pretty much talk about anything you want as a, as a competitor. Right. Yeah. I mean, you know, I mean, you don't, you can't get too BTS with everything. You know, behind the scenes, behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. but um, you know, yeah, you're not worried about like revealing the champ or something like that. Like, right? That's all yeah, happened. exactly. You're not, yeah. Tipping and it out. is that morning. I think it is like the first day of like life after Top Chef. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, not you're... the horrible show that didn't work out more than six episodes <laughs> that I was a uh, cast member on, but the, <laughs> the actual <laughs> you life after. That? Yeah, I do. I that'll be that'll it. be for another podcast. We'll have to do a podcast about that because it was a yeah. thrilling idea. We'll do a we'll do an episode review. <laughs> oh, we should do that. Here are the six episodes yeah, of this yeah, show yeah. that aired in 2012 called Life After Top Chef. Go, yeah, go, go Google it. It's who, probably who, somewhere. Who was the cast? YouTube. Uh, Fabio, yeah. myself, Jen Carroll. Jen Carroll. Spike Mendelson. Spike. That's it. Oh, that was it. I think that's it. That's yeah. insane. Yeah. Um, they should. We should revamp it. We should bring it back. Yeah, let's do a digital yeah. series. It was kind of fun. We, we, we did a lot of cool things that never got aired yeah. on it. And we just ran into Fabio a couple days ago. We did. Yeah. Uh, and Gotta love that. Surprise. In, and it's going to sound like it's... In the hallway of uh, the Grand California Resort. In, at Disneyland. Disneyland, yeah. Yeah, not because they're a pod sponsor, no. but because we were just walking through and there it is. Fabio yeah. with his adorable little boy, oh, he's Gage. he's cute. Cutie who was like two years old mm-hmm. and they were getting ready to go do the teacups or something like that. Yeah. Yes. No, they were going to dinner, but you know. I, they were doing tea the teacups, but it was an espresso cup because it was Fabia. <laughs> um, no, they were going to dinner, but the teacups sound like it would fit. Nectar Sleep. Yeah. That's an amazing name. Yeah, it is. Uh, you can get the bed mattress that you dream about. Did, I, didn't, like, I'm, I might need that. I didn't have a really great night's sleep mm-hmm. last night. Uh, they're America's most comfortable mattress for a cloud-like experience. I just want to buy one right now. I, know. I just want to kind of go to sleep right now. Uh, Nectar believes in love at first night. So clever. Mm-hmm. However, for the cynics out there, they give you 365 nights to discover that happily ever after That's feeling. That's a year. That's, that is a full year. If you aren't 100% happy and riding into the sunset, we'll pick up the mattress for free and you'll get a full refund. The Nectar Sleep mattress is 11 inch deep and it utilizes a unique five layer technology that no other mattress on the market has. Uh, why does no other mattress compete? Because we don't like to share. We patent the most breathable, cooling, body-contouring, medical-grade, lush foam gel memory layer to bring you the most cloud-like comfort. Also, Nectar promises a forever warranty on your mattress. Uh, and yeah, they mean forever, everyone, as in death, do us part, and then some. Uh, wake up pain-free. The memory foam meets your body's contours and gives pressure point relief. Nectar's amazing to sleep on, and Nectar sleepers actually fall asleep 20% faster than people who sleep on other mattresses. Oh. They actually ran a study yeah, on this. Yeah, you do need this. Yeah. I definitely need this. Yeah. I've been trying. Like, I remember like two years ago when you uh, instituted the no phones in bed rule. Yeah. Now we need the no phones in bed sleeping on a nectar mattress rule. Cool. 20% faster. Uh, listen, and we have an exclusive listener offer for everyone out there listening to Starving for Attention. Buy now and get $125 off and two free premium pillows with any mattress order and free delivery. That's Nectarsleep.com slash starving and get the best sleep you've ever had for every night of the rest of your life and then some. But this is a fun episode. Claudette Zapeta Wilkins, fresh off of her Top Chef Colorado and Top Chef Mexico run. Here it is. Hey, what's going on? Uh, Claudette Zapeta Wilkins. <laughs> we were just talking about um, 
your, your multiple last names. Yes, yes. And you, you had mentioned it's a, it's a Mexican thing. Yes. You, I'm sorry. Yeah, no. <laughs> you normally keep your maiden name uh, in front of your married name. Uh, and I struggled with that for a bit when we first got married. And now my husband's th- thinking of taking my name. Nice. So we can just keep uh, that's it cool. with the beta. <laughs> nice. I love it. You my know, mom did that, you know. <laughs> my mom kept her maiden name. She did. She just totally usurped the the you know Spanish tradition and basically like she <laughs> she you know lived in Honduras and then when she had babies and got married she kept her maiden name as her middle name and replaced Lou was her old middle name which is an amazing middle name that <laughs> she dropped it. Also, we're blowing people's minds because so then what was your your mom's name was. Well, I don't know if I should give her full oh, name, but her, her, yeah. yeah. There's, a, there's, a there's a connection. With the name Zepeda. Yes, and it is my, my, it's my last name, my right. my maiden name. Really? Yeah, is oh, Zepeda. Cool. And um, I had no, no idea. Yeah. Oh my gosh! Yeah. <laughs> uh, this is a reveal. I, I don't know that we were expecting that. Look at that! Already one, two minutes in. <laughs> You could be. Have yes. you done any of the genetic testing? <laughs> I actually have. Have we, have we linked? Back, yeah. Twenty three oh and me. Yeah. Okay. Oh well, <laughs> yeah. then we'll find out if we're related. <laughs> so here's the thing: the, the way that they've uh, it's been happening lately is um, you'll be able to know if you're related. Yeah. Know, that right. That's what I'm saying. It'll say. Right. Yeah. It'll say we found a connection. So we'll yeah. see. <laughs> we'll see. Yeah. Absolutely. So listen, uh, Claudette, thank you so much for hanging out with us. No, thanks for having me. Um, and this is really, we're recording this on the day after the Top Chef Colorado uh, finale. Right? That's yeah. right. Yep. So we didn't even plan that. That's how great that is, though. <laughs> we, we weren't even thinking about, you know, you, when, you, when you're on Top Chef and it hasn't ended yet, there's a lot that you can't talk about. Yeah. There's a lot you can't say. But once it's over, it's like the gates are open. Yeah. So lucky us. Right. So this, it's become basically a Top Chef Colorado autopsy um, <laughs> episode. <laughs> yeah. Um, and totally. this is great because you're like literally fresh out of the game. Yeah. When you walked in, you said that it's just things are crazy right now for you. Things are crazy. It's literally everything that could be happening is happening. <laughs> yeah. And there's, right. Well, that's good. And there's yeah. usually, I mean, again, because I have that experience uh, multiple times, <laughs> there's the end of like your time participating on the show. And then there's the end of the, like the, when it's done airing. Yeah. Right. So yeah. you are now officially sort of in life after Top Chef mode. Yep. That's right. It's. What's going on with you? How, how does it feel? You know, it's a lot easier now than Top Chef Mexico. I felt like that lasted a little bit longer, uh, longer Stockholm Syndrome. But uh, <laughs> this is, it's been a cool ride. It's been a cool ride to see the season progress and uh, to see Joe win was, I mean. Spoiler it, alert. Sorry. Joe wins. Yeah. <laughs> really yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll in the intro put in spoiler alerts or yeah, to follow. Yeah. So no worries. If they haven't, um, you know, watched the show. But there are still people that comment on your threads that are like, oh, man, why'd you tell us that you won? Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. spoiler alerts live forever. And reasonably, yeah, like reasonably, like they live in another country usually. And they're like, it's just starting to air in Peru. You just yeah. ruined it. I'm on episode two. Yeah, yeah. That's true, that's it's true. happened. So here's yeah. the interesting thing. You just brought it up. You participated in Top Chef Mexico. Yes. Back to back, right? Back to back, pretty back. much. Four but months. People don't even know that. So what, yeah. is, what is Top Chef Mexico? Top Chef Mexico. So uh, Mexico, a production company in Mexico, bought the rights off of NBC Universal, right. and uh, they were able to film the uh, challenges are the same, are the same, same logo. Everything is uh, just ran by different companies. It's insane over there. They put together. I don't know if it was on purpose, but they made it 
to where it was like Survivor meets Amazing Race meets Top Chef. The challenges were a hundred times more physically exerting than anything I would have thought Top Chef okay. would be. So <laughs> interesting. It seems like you're saying that it was uh, is a, a more challenging experience. Was, was it, the Mexican yeah. physically and mentally? Yes. Right. Yeah. Wow. So, but but really, the difference is just that. Yeah. Because um, I judged Top Chef Canada. Okay. So I guess this is the moment for people who are like, they're Top Chef fans, but they're not like incredibly serious fans. Right. A lot of other countries have sort of bought the rights, yeah. bought the licensing rights. So like Top Chef Canada is Top Chef, but with Maple Leafs on their jacket. <laughs> yeah. Right? Right. Um, and like they, and legally they have to do kind of the same format, right? right. There's a quick fire, I'm assuming. Yep. Yep. Um, but it's kind of amazing to think that there's like, you know, dozens of iterations of Top Chef in these international markets. If you go do the Wikipedia search, it's kind of insane. What season of Top Chef Mexico was it? Season two. Okay. So oh, yeah. So Early. Really just, just started. Just started, yeah. And they were trying to prove a point. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, hard. Yeah. I like yeah. That. Uh, that, that. That this is like the, best, the hardest version. Yeah, yeah. Wow. That's interesting because, okay, so I, I do remember then, I think Top Chef, met, where did you shoot? We shot, well, all over. So, oh, yeah, yeah oh. it's a... In Mexico, all yeah. Mexico. We, Got it. Our hub is in Mexico City. We went to Michoacan for Day of the Dead. We went to Puerto Vallarta. That's where it was the hardest episode. We ended up open uh, open ocean swimming to get uh, <laughs> to scuba dive for a quick fire flag. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. That was yeah. one of three parts in that quick fire. How did that go for you? Because you, you did some ocean ocean um, yeah, swimming had, uh, in yours uh, as well. penultimate episode. Um, yeah. I had to go diving for Kong. Okay. And you got so much heat for that episode. Well, because... Because I'm pale. No, (laughs) no. It was mainly because, like, you didn't know how to dive (laughs) down to the bottom. So you just kind of were, like, on the the surface, reaching. Yeah, and we're also being kind to, like, when we say diving, I couldn't really just get, like, 10 feet below. That's what I mean. Like, it was super shallow. And they did some really great things with the camera, possibly. Did you have... Yeah, yeah. So, so there's that, that's the first time I've ever done that. We're like, oh, there's a camera person under the water. Like, yeah, this is like amazing. planet Earth. Not yeah. when they're documenting me barely reading. Yeah, zoom in. He's trying to use his flipper to kick that conch shell up. That's pretty much what it was. It was really, really bad. I did use a pair of shorts on that episode. I had these. Uh, Hopefully not in the same. Yeah, I remember. Yeah. I left them on the beach because it was just like, leave everything. Yeah. How, yeah. Did that, how, did, how did your diving episode <laughs> It was good. I got top three on the quick fire. That one was really cool. Nice. So yeah. it's always interesting, too, uh, when someone's been on Top Chef and they've done really well, they know, like, they, they know how they did in that, in that challenge, right? You're like yeah. top three. Yeah. But if you, like, were in the bottom, you, you just kind of forget it. Yeah, you or, just remember that you had, you know, your, your under was full of sand. Yeah, <laughs> right. Or, or, or um, so but do you have all of your stats like that sort of figured out? Uh, no, yes and no. I try not to, I don't know. I, it's such a mental draining thing. I try not to think about it as soon as it's over. So stats wise, I just, Mexico was better for me stats wise. Right. Got it. Um, and you did both of those seasons, uh, one right after the other. Yeah. Yeah. Four months apart. Four months apart. That's Uh, crazy. You know, someone else did that. Like, did you, do you, did you feel like a crazy person after that? Like, I I can't imagine not feeling like a crazy person. Yeah. And, you know, just being depleted. Right. Absolutely. Hindsight, I'm like, I probably should have waited a year before Colorado or before doing another season. So what have you done to kind of not? Or was, were you, 
was in an advantage because eh, you know, yeah, right. You could look at it that way. Yeah, it just the productions are run completely different. So yeah. and I thought it was going to be an advantage, and then you get there and you're like, oh, you can't talk to anyone. Oh, you have to do this. <laughs> it, it, all this, all these like right. logistical things that are different starts to get in your head, and you're like, maybe I'm the one that's going to be worse off. Uh, that's really interesting. Huh. Actually, yeah. that makes a lot of sense. I do remember from again just being a judge for one episode of Top Chef Canada that just even the judging process was like a lot quicker. Yeah. And I was like, oh, you guys just want to get out of here, almost. Like, <laughs> I'm not saying that they weren't like really thinking about their decisions. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm never just going different. Back. Yeah, you never. Um, never. But it was different. Back. Where it's more like almost like a jury situation on on uh, Top Chef yeah. in the states. Um, there's and you know who else did that? Tiffany Derry. Really? You know Tiffany Derry? Yeah. So, uh, she, she competed in uh, Top Chef Washington, D.C. The, the forgotten season. <laughs> I always play, like to joke about that because that was um, uh, Angelo Sosa's season. That's right, yeah. Kevin Spraga, I think, right. was that season. Oh, but, yeah. like, it's kind of the forgotten season. Yeah. But she did uh, Top Chef D.C. and then Top Chef All-Stars right after that. That's uh, right. Like, yeah. You and her should get together. And, right. Uh, Commiserate. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, share, share yeah. stories. Yeah, exactly. So now it's, now it's, it's done airing. How has it changed? Uh, like you said, like it's crazy for you. It's what's, crazy. What's changed? I mean, just in general, the my drive and like my focus on, okay, I have to use this for what it's worth. You know, like what you go through, you have to maximize it, uh, you know, your time. And having a restaurant open, having teenagers open, everything <laughs> is just literally at like 110 miles per hour. Um, but... I've gotten really good feedback. People like it's been 50 50 for my personal experience in Colorado as far as people loving me and hating me. Um, so I've been just Ooh, kind of a uh, polarizing character. Absolutely. Why, why, I, mean, I, again, I, I have not followed the season as thoroughly as I should as a fan. Um, but what, what, what do you think that was all about? Did, did, uh, you, did you get a villain at it? Are you the yeah, villain? I'm a villain. Are you and the first top <laughs> villain to be yeah. on the show? Yeah. Well, I mean, you got a little um, bit of a villain I at it. So. <laughs> yeah. When did, in, in, in season four. Yeah. Kind of a little. Sort of yeah, your arc did change. But um, you did get a little bit of a villain so that, in the beginning. So that's tough. Yeah. Because you're, because listen, we know each other sort of locally. Because yeah. you both cook in, in the San Diego area. Uh, and like you're not villainous, right? No. <laughs> right. No. right. Um, so, what do you, do you think? There was is it, is it editing? Are you a uh, editing conspiracy? <laughs> well, theorist? it's it's always editing, right? I mean, to an extent, there's always some editing. Well, this is interesting. Like, this might be more of a therapy session for you now. But, uh, <laughs> um, but you know, my theory was always maybe because I got a good at it, perhaps was always that like you can't really change like the words. You can change some of the context, but right. like. Um, a facial expression or, or words, you know, th those, those are the things that you said or did. Yeah. So I guess what I'm saying is maybe you are a villain. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I thought you were getting at. Yeah. No, I mean, the thing about what people don't realize too, is that the way the interviews are scheduled, they're not right after it happens. Right. So if yeah. you have a really crappy episode that day that you filmed the interview from two episodes ago, you, I mean, good luck. Yeah. And, right. and I, I'm, I don't have a filter, which is my downfall. And <laughs> worst of all, if I have like a glass of wine, then it's just, right. you know, I grew up with a bunch of boys. So once, one, first of all, I talk a lot of shit, yeah. but that's, it's always kind of in jest. It's never like m malicious, 
But it, I can see how it came across like, wow, you're a dick. <laughs> yeah, but I think that that's kind of like, I didn't, I, I, I know, I saw like a couple of like head in the box interviews where you're talking and yeah. sort of like confessional sort of way. Yeah. But I don't think, I think you're just keeping it real. Yeah, that's how I think about it. But I, some people really did not. Yeah, it's, 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 so what do you mean, what do you mean that some people didn't like, what, what uh, happened? Just the hate just emails, mail I got. Yeah, emails hate and, emails. Yeah, social like, media stuff. On personal, my personal stuff, like some really nasty stuff that i wouldn't i would never want anyone to read yeah yeah oh, it's wow. crazy well, I'm not ask you to that's the of, sad uh, part of it right but <laughs> yeah. um it is weird how like then you get a rant you get like um you know you do you get random emails yeah. from people someone's on the phone uh yeah we're, in, we're at <laughs> we didn't did we mention yeah uh, we are in an active restaurant right open. it's getting long. this yeah so we're yeah. we're in a different el jardin jardin can you yes. pronounce it in this spanish el jardin yeah jardin Jardin, yeah. Jardin, uh, the R too. Yeah, you so, gotta say it sexy. You had my that. Husband says, you, you had that going before Top Chef, though, right? Yeah, it's it been. Work, it's been working now, in, in the works. Yeah, a year and two months in the works. Nice, right. that's awesome. Um, they're also making. Uh, let's they're break for a minute. Sauce. Yeah, I would say break for that, and then Heather oh, wow. can cut this. Okay, you know, oh, hold on one second, this, Heather. For this blower to yeah, this guy. Mm-hmm. Well, you want to see if Lydia's down there to be like, she's, tell the guy. But I, think she, I don't think anyone's oh, down there. Oh, that guy? Okay, yeah, he's, he's going. All right, everyone. We're, we're, just, All right. we're just letting it rip anyway. Back up. But someone should answer the phone. <laughs> <laughs> no worries. Hi. Um, I'm joking. I'm in trouble. No, you're in trouble. Now we're getting kicked out. We so lovingly got invited to, to record here, and now we're going to get kicked out. See, now I'm going to get the villainous podcast. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm going to get Mal. So what did you, I mean, you know, so uh, there's been many Top Chef villains yeah. in the history of Top Chef, for yeah. sure. Um what Wait, you, are, you, what, are you now self-identifying, though, as a villain? Well, I got a few tweets saying that they were, I was the top five most hated Top Chef really? uh, in the history of Top Chef. I don't Chef. believe I'm like, that. well, that's actually that's an just achievement. Some, so. Yeah, that's just right? some crazy blogger. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, that's crazy. So what do you do? Like, what did you do about it? What did you, like, you know? I dyed my hair red. Okay, <laughs> good. <laughs> totally appreciate I, I went it. to yep. my hairstylist, and I said, give me Phoenix red. I have a giant Phoenix on my back, and yeah. I've dealt with way worse crap in my life. So I was like, all right, I just... Yeah, I have to kind of unscrew myself and uh, well, do you focus believe, on work. Do you believe in the, the any any news is is what is it any a- any press is good any press, press is good press. Yeah. So yeah. like you're getting attention. that, yeah. You know, is that good attention? Bad attention? Yeah. It took feel? about two weeks where I was like, no, this isn't the kind of attention I want. Yeah. And now I'm just mm. kind of like I'm on the upswing of it. And I said yeah. I just have to make the best of it because the same for the same people that sent me hate messages, I also got a ton of messages from uh, Latina females that were like, you were my favorite. You're an inspiration. Nice. And, so it's, you know, yeah, there's both sides. Yeah. Yeah. And unfortunately, just like in restaurants and anything else, the, the negative commenters are going to be stronger than yeah. the positive commenters. Yeah. Right? Well, it's also if you're like me, um, even though the positive things are amazing, you are you really focus more on the negative stuff. Yeah. We're like, perfectionists. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. So like, you know, you cook for 500 people a night. It's the two people that didn't have a good experience. Yep. And that's where your mind sort of gravitates yep. towards. I don't think you're a villain. So Thank I'm you. Sure you get that. And certainly <laughs> yeah. Uh, and you know what? Let's let's bring it up on the Instagram poll here for Starving for Pod. <laughs> Do you think Claudette was a villain this year? We'll throw up the poll, uh, and we're, you're going to get a lot of love. Uh, that, that's my way of telling everyone, hey, let's give Claudette a lot of love. So did you go back for the finale, the shooting? I thought I saw you there, right? In the no, well, yes, yes yeah, yeah, yeah. You were, or right. and maybe not go back, mm-hmm. but there, yeah, yeah. And how did it go? What did you get to witness, watch? We didn't watch the finale yet. 
I just watched the brief like winning moment. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> I yeah, skipped too. I, I didn't see any of it. I skipped um, too. So, but you, so you, you were we, in Aspen. We were there too. Yeah. There was a rumor that that I boycotted the finale, and it wasn't true. Did we you were start? Podcasting. Did you start that rumor? I think I started that rumor. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure you did. But I mean, I, 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 it was a joke because we were doing all these podcasts. So yeah, we, we were. You had a get. really full Aspen schedule we this were, year, and we brought our kids. God, I'll never do that again. Really. <laughs> I really loved it. Actually. I loved the day after the festival, but like I really didn't get to do anything except like hang out with them, which I love them, obviously. But like, you know, Aspen's fun. There's lots of fun parties and things to go to. And it was like, all right, it's five o'clock. Let's go back to the hotel. <laughs> I loved it because we stayed an extra day, but we're yeah. getting into some uh, like family times. We, <laughs> we are. But we stayed the extra Ooh, day. We also sort of leave. But mm-hmm. our, and then our oldest daughter, is that, is that where she got? Altitude sickness too, right? Yeah. So yeah. it was not. It, never again. I don't never again. Too much the altitude. But sickness. speaking of altitude sickness, Ooh. did that ever come up for you guys? I mean, cause well, not for me personally because the uh, one advantage from filming in Mexico City, it's a seven thousand feet right. above Ooh, sea level. Yeah, <laughs> you were training. That's, you were altitude training. Yeah. <laughs> Inside Top Chef, right there. Yeah. Um, and most people don't yeah. even probably know that about Mexico City. Yeah. Um, yeah. Definitely not. So you not. were prepared for the altitude. Yeah. You were I, slugging water as soon as you arrived on set. Yeah. And if you haven't spent any time in the mountains. That's the key, right? It's exhausting. It's, well, yeah, yeah. water right for wine. Away. Yeah, it's, it's, you uh, don't right. want to be oh, drinking too much wine. Oh, and then you're drinking wine. wine. Yeah. yeah, and then you're moving a lot. Yeah, absolutely. You're moving. You're running. Busy. They tell you to go, and you're as much as you're tired and you can't breathe and your lungs are burning. You just go. So afterwards, you're feeling it. Yeah. You know, uh, I love to stay hydrated. Yeah. And on 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 set, it's usually with uh, San Pellegrino. I was gonna say, yeah. Uh, yeah. I just the, I love the the bubble. I mean, it's just I love the effervescence. Yeah, right. You know, whatever you, that you require effervescence. High a high level of it. Yeah. The bubblier, the yeah. better. Yeah. Uh, Pellegrino does a really good job. Um, and you know, like just like in food, um, the source indicates quality. Uh, it invokes craftsmanship and traditional old world values, and the source reinforces connection we have with each other and to the world. Uh, San Pellegrino is bottled in Bergamo, Italy since 1899. Jasmine, that's a long time. Uh, and what I love about Pellegrino is they work really, really closely with chefs. And you know, they also know that chefs are incredibly meticulous about the ingredients that we select for our menus. We insist on knowing the sources our food comes from, and we support farmers and suppliers who share our values. Guess what? Pellegrino does the same thing. Yeah. And they support the culinary community yeah, they pretty do. intense. It's like a family. Uh, I serve San Pellegrino in all of my restaurants, not only because of the taste and how it enhances the flavor of the food, but because of the brand's relentless support of the culinary community. Remember this morning when, you, when there was a Pellegrino in the uh, trash and you Ugh. were like, that's recycling. This right. is an issue that happens a lot. There's a couple of household issues I, I could bring. I recycle. I could, I could vent. It wasn't yeah. that I wasn't going to recycle the San Pellegrino bottle. Right, but it was in the trash. Because I was going to take it from the trash upstairs and move it into the recycling container downstairs Mm. because it was late at night. Mm. Okay. You don't believe it. You're not like top marks recycler for sure. No, it was in its transition. It was a holding holding state? It was in its transition heading down all the way to... um, Well, we recycled that little Pellegrino bottle. We did. We recycled the Pellegrino bottle. Uh, And listen... um, if you're at home, as you gather around the table with family and friends, we encourage you to enhance your own meals by choosing S. Pellegrino. To find S. Pellegrino in your area or for some additional culinary inspiration, I need some, visit sanpellegrino.com. Man, I really love those. 
New every Tuesday to Podcast One, Shenanigans with Sheena Shea from Vanderpump Rules. Now I'm living in a new city. I'm hanging with a new group of people. I have a new job. I'm in a different life. Mm -hmm. But watching back my old life from last year and my old apartment with my old boyfriend, like it just started to get to where I'm like, I'm very happy in Vegas. And I know I say I'm happy. I'm happy. I always say that the people don't even believe me anymore. (laughs) But you're like, you're like the girl who cried happy instead of the boy who cried (laughs) mom. To hear more shenanigans with Sheena Shea, subscribe exclusively on Apple Podcasts, PodcastOne.com, and the new Podcast One app. Don't forget to rate, review, and leave a five-star rating. Now back to Starving for Attention with Richard Blaze. Now, you had an interesting run on Top Chef because I judged an episode of A Quick Fire, and you were there. Yeah. Right? And I've actually been a part of a couple of shows that you've, com- you've yeah. competed on I now. think you're my, uh, you're oh. my Achilles heel. <laughs> I think it's you. It might, Wait, it it might be. That wasn't the episode that you... I didn't play. Oh, that was. Uh... You didn't play. But that's not... Yeah, it has nothing to do with me. <laughs> I, I um, just think that I was like, oh, shit, he's here, and I... Yeah. I, was excited. I was like, oh, she's here. And um, again, because like, again, you've competed on a couple of shows. Yeah. Um, that, that's, let's just get into that. What's, what makes you as also, let's be clear, you're like an incredibly talented chef. Thank you. Um, you were cooking at Bracero, which was, is like, you know, got incredible recognition from James Beard Foundation and nationally. Uh, you have chops, right? You're, you're the real deal chef. I think um, so. What makes you want to, <laughs> you are, but what makes you want to cook on these on on, on tv because you've done some food network stuff uh well i did yeah i did the uh man versus food yeah, or well, man versus uh master man versus master yeah, that i hosted right. that has not aired yet so <laughs> yeah. you're gonna see claudette appear in that but yeah, and you've done multiple iterations of top chef yeah so at some point you decided did people come to you or you were like i'm gonna try and do this tv thing oh top chef mexico was uh javier planted the seed and it, it's still real small so it was invitation based primarily by like other chefs Say this person, this person, this person. Right. Um, and I laughed at him, and I thought, no, there's no way. And then he asked me again, and right before I left Bracero, I was like, you know what? Yes, let's go. Let's do this. I'm a super competitive person. I did CrossFit. Uh, you know, I compete, like, in pretty much everything that I think has to do with having a bunch of brothers. Right. <laughs> so um, I just thought it, I didn't do it necessarily because I wanted to be on TV as much as I wanted to see what what I could do, right? what my abilities were. And then I loved it. And what's the, to you, what, yeah, what's the big, what's the biggest difference from like cooking competitively in a restaurant and running a restaurant versus like cooking on a game show? I think cooking competitively on a show really helps you adapt. And it's actually helped me in my everyday cooking because I cook in almost 20 minute increments and right. it's weird. So like now when I, people go like, Oh, we have a party of 20. I'm just kind of like, yeah, I'm I got time. Right. Yeah. Right. Like, yeah. Nothing is the end of the world anymore because you know what you can achieve in 20 minutes. And you're like, if I can make a mole for the potluck challenge, I can make a mole, grill meat, and a side in 30 minutes, I can handle this. Yeah. Like, and, yeah. and that's really interesting. That's what happens, I think, to every competitor. Now you come back and all of a sudden... It changes your cooking. It changes mm-hmm. your cooking. Right. Yeah. And like you have electricity and running water. <laughs> okay. and, and you have a team with you. Yep. And you're like, oh, this is really not that hard anymore. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. less fussy things. I do less fussy things now. I wonder if there's a. Yeah, I've never no, thought about this. Definitely. There, oh, you do less fussy That's, things. You're the yeah. same way, I would say. Somewhat. Yeah, no, definitely. I, um, well, I think it, 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 it encourages you to like really embrace like simplicity. Right. Mm-hmm. And know. to really look at your cooking and like what's, what's essential, what's non essential, yeah. right? Yeah, I, I think mean, so, to an for extent. Sure. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and the speed part of it is really incredible yeah. to me. Yeah. 
Um, yeah. And there would be times I remember, especially when you first come back. Mm-hmm. Like eventually you sort of wean off of like the, the clock. Yeah. Um, but when you first come back, you sometimes you're like, let's just go. <laughs> let's yeah. go. Yeah. Um, and that, that's kind of a, a really interesting thing. So um, are you going to, would you do it again? Yeah. Oh, right. man. Nice. So yeah. quick. Already I, saying yes. I know. The, the, the day after, I'm like, screw everyone. And then now I'm like, yeah. do it again. Now, I think that happens. What have been, we talked about some of the um, potentially negative things that happen, like the PTSD and the yeah. fact that you, you're now, <laughs> now all of a sudden you have haters. Um, but like you said, you also have now fans and people that like you're inspiring. Yeah. Um, what have been some of those changes, some of the really good positive changes? Um, I've gotten a lot of feedback from like women entrepreneurs. I recently, you know, the El Jardin I'm a partner in. Um, so I just got into a different group of women that are, you know, Latinas, um, and men that want to support, you know, the movement of female entrepreneurs or female, you know, chefs, everything. I've just gotten a lot more of that attention and my kids primarily like the way, the reason why I do this is because I, I push my kids. I don't want them to ever say, well, you didn't do it. Right. You know, so now there's like, hey, look what I'm doing. Look what I did. There's absolutely no excuse for you to ever slack off. You know, El El Jardin. Yes. Did I get better? (laughs) Yeah, a little little bit better. Um, It it has again, there's this uh, female entrepreneurship focus, but it's also focusing on. Uh, I mean, there's a, it's celebrating women. Yeah. And regional Mexico. So regional Mexico. So different, different. Uh, like you're gonna have different categories that focus on different regions or how's that gonna work i've uh, spent the last year and a half traveling through the seven regions of mexico and each region some has two states some has five states um the ingredients vary um the on a historical aspect over the last uh you know seven centuries in mexico all these different cultures lended a hand into our cuisine so being able to look at it that way and being like you know what that al pastor taco came from a shawarma from the Lebanese people that landed in Puebla. Right. And Fidel uh-huh. came from the Italians that landed in the 1800s. So it's like you can't have one without the other. So right. I'm really paying a tribute to everyone that contributed to the beauty of Mexico. Um, and the menus will change often because it's inspiration-based. It's like, you know, I'm, I got this woman making me this paste in the base of uh, the volcano in Mexico. So she's literally sending me the paste. I'm changing it, making it mine. Um, but making her like a, basically a micro business, and that to me is huge to like help so these bringing women. up other yeah exactly people. that's great yeah some of my that's cooks great. are talking about um, some of your um, epic food border crossings yeah we'll just leave it at that <laughs> I uh, call it uh, Operation Ant <laughs> <laughs> there it is we were talking about that yeah um, and, uh, and and I'm not a big fan of insects yeah. I know I've heard of that. Oh, you've yeah, this yeah, is, yeah, yeah. This is a thing yeah. now that's become. But I, I, I obviously on different. I mean, we've, we've shot Top Chef in in Mexico mm-hmm. where I had to eat some insects, and then I just did another show last week. I don't know what it is. Is it just? It's like. Is it just because I'm like? No, I think it's the way it's presented in the in the United States. It's like crickets and it's almost like satire mm. but the way i'm mm. doing it is i'm actually incorporating it into the dishes so you'll never just have a bite of an insect because that is a lot right. for someone to take but if you incorporate it in a charred salsa where you're like oh, there's a weird like umami th- yeah it's probably yeah. the you know chikatana no, ants actually, you <laughs> just you just you just actually made that crystal clear to me it's when you, it's like the first time you eat a pig's foot like, right if it's like chopped up in a taco yeah delicious and then like mm-hmm. oh you had a pig's foot oh wow i didn't even know i had a pig's foot yeah. but if it's like here it is <laughs> it's got a chew on it <laughs> Paint, <laughs> freshly painted nails um, it changes it so i think that and you know what also really hit me it wasn't um it was when i was in thailand mm. and they have a lot of insects in their cuisine too yeah and like it's a lot of like little crispy onions slash 
cricket wings or whatever it is. <laughs> but then, like, there's a lot of flavor yeah. in insects that you don't know about. Yeah. You know, like there are ants that taste like lime. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, like, what are, what are some like what are some of those? Like, I have uh, I have some facts? right now uh, resin ant resin that actually it takes. I'll give you some so you can taste oh, it. I can't wait. It, they look. <laughs> It, you, it doesn't. Is taste, it just like the so like they um, what they deposit basically into the sap of these trees that fall off the side of the um, creek in Chihuahua. Right. So <laughs> these ants have like this weird quality. As soon as they bite the resin, it imparts a flavor of like a hundred percent umami. <laughs> it's a weird thing. You microplane it over anything, and you don't know what it is, but it turns up the flavor on anything that it's on. Huh. I love so that. So you That's just cool. microplane it. Cool. So it's just dust. It's not an actual insect, but it right. comes from these ants. So is there going to be a server whose job it is to microplane ant resin? Or <laughs> That's their only I- job? I think I'm going to do it where it's on the sly. And then after the fact, I tell people like, wow, this is, you know, that'll be on the chef's counter where we can be creative. Right. On the everyday, people might get pissed off. So you're going to do like a little creative um, couple seat. Yeah. You know, we're in Liberty Station. We know uh, what our clientele is. Um, I can't be too super crazy. Um, but I have to also be true to myself. So there's a good balance. There's like everyday plates where it's a plate of carnitas. You get tortillas, rice, beans. You can have like a, a family feast like you're in Mexico. Or you can sit on a chef's counter and have a 10-course prefix menu where you don't – it's chef's whim. So, I love it. How are yeah. you going to deal with the challenge of um, being a, the celebrity in the restaurant now that's also like the chef? So like where – it's one of the things that I've always struggled with. I really had to just embrace the fact that I, I much more enjoy being a celebrity. <laughs> uh, but that's my own integrity issues. But like, it's tough because you're opening up a new restaurant and right. now you're going to have people, as you already see, probably they want to take pictures with you. They yeah. want to hang out with you. Yeah. You have other work to be done. How are you going to balance all of that? Um, I have a really solid team and I've had my chef, my sous chef team uh, for a while. They actually come from Bracero. Um, one of my cooks left and went to Addison, so he, you know, really got his roots in, like, fine dining cuisine, yeah. and now he's coming back. And hopefully, you know, we that touch that he was able to learn there kind of creeps into us and what we want to do and make it find Mexico, Mexican food a little bit more, I don't know, I, I call it grandma chic. <laughs> you know, make it like ugly is deli- ugly, delicious kind of thing right, right now, yeah. but yeah. give it that touch of like, wow, this, I would never think that this plate of carnitas would be so beautiful. Right. Grandma chic yeah. is kind of how I dress. I don't, no, you're, is it? A lot of times. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Actually, I think your clothes are way too tight for that. I'm painting the picture. Maybe. You wear a lot of yoga pants. Grandmas don't usually wear yoga pants. <laughs> they do um, now. But I Nowadays. love that. So that's, um, but your, has your cuisine always been sort of that, like, like fluid? And yeah. I hate to say it. You know what I'm, I'm going to say it though. Feminine. Yeah. I think that's something like women are better cooks than men. <laughs> they just are. Like no one's ta- no one rarely is someone talk about their grandfather and what a great cook their grandfather was. But every <laughs> cook has yeah. a story about one of their grandmothers yeah, or one of sure. their aunts or yeah, someone yeah. in their a, a strong female in their family that like made the best meatballs yeah. ever. Well, I think I read an article where you said something like, you know, the, the, the women are the tradition holders. Or yeah, the, the, the Pandora's box that they have in them. It's, it's insane. You just sit on the... I was in one of the villages that I went to and I just sat down and was just talking to the woman and she told me about her kids that tried immigrating and then they came back and, you know, the, the history that the family had of uh, siphoning agave, aguamiel, which is the honey water out of the agave yeah. plants to make pulque. Mm. And she was just 
like all these stories that these women never tell. Right. Because yeah. all they see is the people that already know them. So yeah. it's like, <laughs> it's really cool to be able to like learn their secrets and then be like, no, you don't really need that. You just use this. Yeah. You know, and that is, it's also, I mean, you just mentioned like uh, the techniques, but also the ingredients. Why don't we have some of these amazing, why don't we have access to some of these amazing Mexican ingredients? As an ex- like chocanosle, as an mm-hmm. example, like it's really almost impossible to find unless like you know someone <laughs> that's bringing who's, it who's making a trip <laughs> um and and we have of course like we're, we're blessed that we have cooks that live in tijuana and all of this um but why are these some of these ingredients or like a, you mentioned agave so we uh-huh. shot an episode of top chef where we were at uh patron headquarters down Farm yeah, or Hacienda, yeah whatever it is mm-hmm. and uh like roasted agave leaves it's amazing but this i've never seen that it like looks like tobacco but yeah. it tastes like tamarind I mean, it's, it's just, sweet potatoes with piloncillo that's what it tastes like there you go mm, yeah. but like <laughs> like uh, you have to you got to be in mexico for that yeah. that's not happening so are, are you so are these the type of like ingredients techniques dishes that el jardin is going to feature yeah you know one of the biggest things that i realized why mexican some of the sauces the traditional sauces of mexico don't taste the same here is we don't have the ingredients we don't have access to them the soil is different mm. you know uh the same woman that was telling me about her story and uh makes is making me the one of the mole bases i asked her if she would sell me some seeds i said yeah i'll, I'll give you literally whatever i have in my pockets if i can just have some seeds because i'm gonna have a garden she looked at me point blank and she said no right she said no She's like, these are, this is literally, that's, that's I grow these for yeah. my family and I make this. And that's when we came up with a deal that I would buy the mole paste right. as my base for my sauce. And I said, you know, yeah. well, I get it. The integrity she has for her ingredients is crazy. Yeah. Uh, but I try growing them here and the soil is different. The sun is different. Everything's different. Elevation. I can't replicate mm. the terroir of Mexico. Like right. You go to the Yucatan. The nado over there is, you, we don't have a nado, like the right. heirloom anado that they have. You can't find it. You can't find it. Yeah. So I'm bringing gonna, it in. So you, that's great. <laughs> I think that, I mean, I think that, so, I mean, are you, is this, a, is this, are you going for awards with this restaurant? This is always one of those tough things. It's like, yes, of course, everyone loves awards and recognition. Yeah. But is this like, are you going for a, a beard here or is this yeah. just, I just want to open up a casual restaurant or? No, no, I'm going for broke. Nice. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I had a friend, one of my, uh, the mentors in Top Chef Mexico asked me, he said, do you, are you chasing money? Or are you chasing, you know, your dreams? And I said, I'm chasing my dreams. Right. And hopefully one happens with the other. But right, okay. right, right now so it's just... dreams eventually sure. include money. Oh, yeah. Eventually. Yeah. No, but I think that that's, that's really interesting because, again, a lot of the people that are listening, they're the, the same people that you're inspiring yeah. that are like, listen, we're blessed, right? Yeah. All of us here are blessed. We had this opportunity. Yeah. And like you say, we got to make the most of it. Um, but that's where it doesn't stop. It doesn't stop there. Yeah. Right? I mean, 14 years ago, I was collecting food stamps. Right. You know? Oh, yeah. that's insane. <laughs> right. Yeah. Wow. So, well, congratulations. Thanks. I mean, not, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. you're, you're like killing it. Um, it's a journey. Yeah. It's a journey, not a destination. And it's okay. I this, also I had this conversation with a cook. It's like, for the longest time, I'm older than you, much older than you. But like, we sort of like, like, like relished and like, just like in this world where it was like, no, we don't make money. We don't get recognition. Yeah. And that's what it's about. You know, and like that's the joy of it. That's yeah. not joy. No, that's a victim mentality. We're not about that. It is. <laughs> yeah. You're right. And it's like that's, uh, you know, Instagram's a great example. Which, uh, this, uh, this has been a thing, a running theme for uh, so many episodes of Starving for Attention. What are your thoughts on Salt Bay? <laughs> I think it's, it's, it's done. Like, it, that joke, that horse has been beaten to death. <laughs> but okay, so, so, so you're, you're done with the shtick of it. Yeah. But like, I'm pretty sure he's doing that before, like before. Oh yeah, he absolutely. Doing yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, 
but you're not like upset. Like no. you're not like, oh wow, it's all hype. Like, no, it's, it's what he does. If someone says that that's just that's like Turkish butchery looks like that. Someone I, I oh, read I read like a little to Turkish that, yeah, yeah that they all kind of do that or or at least a good and amount of people do it right. Yeah. And so it's not he's not necessarily unique. But it just got, it just went viral. He just wears sunglasses indoors. Yeah, that, that too. What, what well, is unique yeah. is the, the super deep white V uh, <laughs> and the abs. Like the guy is like, watch, follow him on Instagram. Salt Bay is just like, he's ripped. Yeah. I'm, just, I'm, I'm more fascinated by it. By the way, I will reveal to you my conspiracy theory on Salt Bay. There's more than one Salt Bay. That makes sense. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah, like, yeah. If we, and if, we, and if get any of us ever get to that point where we need more than one of us, that's a good problem. <laughs> yeah. You're going to have to start wearing sunglasses that's, all the time. That's, that's, that's a good problem to have. Um, so you, but you're, so you're going for broke, you're going for awards. Eventually, hopefully money will, will, will come by. You have, um, some strong investors, I hope. This yeah. is me now being <laughs> a consultant to you Yeah. that awards sound really great until investors, until you're two or three months in. And you've been through this in other restaurants yeah. and then you're like, Oh, we didn't make any money this month. Yeah. Uh, the, the produce vendor needs cash. Yeah. Uh, you know, I've been tough, <laughs> a balance. Yeah, I think the last, this restaurant is a culmination of the last 17 years in this industry. And literally, I have, I have the, when I first got presented the job, I basically made two lists of everything that hasn't worked in a restaurant that I've worked at and everything that's worked. And uh, it's really a reflection of how I plan to run the restaurant. It's like, okay, lunches don't work in any restaurant. Okay, we're going to do dinner only, but we have a farm. We have an urban farm. How about right. we do a farm stand and tacos where people come in, there's no service, you get a taco ticket, and you buy a basket of vegetables of the surplus that the garden grows. Okay, well, that's generating income when we don't have staff. Yeah. You know, it's like yeah. those little things. Maybe. So there's all these special things that are kind of hopefully going to work because it's a ton of foot traffic there. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's so true. So we have to yeah. capitalize on not the $10. It's not a $10 taco plate. is not going to make me money. Right. It's right. going to be everything else that and I do. It, and it is the alternative revenue, which yeah. is something that I bring up a lot with our teams is like, you know, it, it just, you just have to think differently. It's a different yeah. world. You just can't say, well, let's maybe do brunch. Like maybe that is the plan, yeah. but there should be like five or six other things behind it. Who's yeah. running your garden? Uh, urban plantations. Are they? Yeah. They, they do a great job. Amazing. So they're a local. No, I can't. I am not a good garden. Um, like, no, I'm not a good growing food person. I don't know why. The game is strong. Yeah. Because <laughs> they are. That's because succulents are strong. Yeah. Um, but um, no, they do a really, really great job. Yeah. I've been to a couple of their gardens. And yeah. That's awesome. Good. Yeah. Good, 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 well, good. Claudette Zepeda Wilkins, congratulations on everything. Thank you so um, much. For getting out of Top Chef. <laughs> yeah. Alive. <laughs> having, yeah. That, having that be done. Uh, all of your uh, television success and, of course, the upcoming restaurant. Uh, near the end of the episode, we like to play a couple of little games. You want to you wanna play with us? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, this one's uh, specific for you. Uh, it's a Top Chef Pick'em. Okay. Top Chef Pick'em. And it's um, <laughs> because you're in this very unique position. I think, you, I think you're the only person that I know of that has competed in two countries' version of Top Chef. Uh, Katsuji did uh, Mexico back to back. I miss everything about Katsuji. If someone says Katsuji, I just block everything out that's behind it. Uh, I tend to do the same. Wait, so he did it. Wait, he did it with you. No, he wasn't in. No, he was first season. He went the first season. We got. You know, we do have to bring Katsuji on. I don't know if we can. What are your thoughts? I asked you about Salt Bay, and I think this is perfect. What are your thoughts on Katsuji? Um, it's <laughs> wait. Don't I don't political now, villain. <laughs> no, you know it's funny. He's a villain too. He's super, yeah, super yeah. villainous. Um, yeah. And I, he reached out to me when all the crap was hitting the fan, and you know he told me just ignore him. You know, make the best of it, like use it as fuel. Um, 
but the first time I met him in person was in LA and I went and talked to him and I was wearing my Mexico is a shit jacket and he uh, was just shooting the shit like friendly conversation I'd never met him in person right. and then someone else is like oh I don't want to interrupt you talking to your friend and he's like she's not my friend I just met her and I looked <laughs> at him and I like just I have no fucking filter yeah. and I just like about faced and walked away I was like right. fuck this guy yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, it, it, at least in this industry and you know another fellow Mexican chef I was just like I can't what what just That's happened i just walked away yeah i think that he had he's he's he can rub people can the wrong way polarizing yeah right? and here's the one thing like i i as a judge of course like on a show and i judged his his first season of top chef like extensively i was really involved in that season mm-hmm. and um you know you, you have to like stop all that it's not about personality right. truly it's about the food like you can't let that really get in the way yeah and uh i remember being like wow that guy's probably a jerk <laughs> And then I've had a couple of interactions with him where he's kind of won me over a little bit. Yeah. For the same reason we're talking about Salte. Like, yeah. he's got such an interesting angle yeah. to what he does. Yeah. Like, he do, I think he does, like, he's working on stand-up comedy. And, like, he's just finding his path. Yeah. And I think all of us should find that and yeah. embrace it. Like, when I said, like, hey, I like being a celebrity a little bit more than a chef. Yeah. That's authentic. Yeah. Because it's how I feel. Mm-hmm. That's like, your I mean, reality. You're going for broke. Yeah. That's how you feel. Yeah. And, like, that's, that's a, a really important. Okay, so Claudette, we're playing Top Chef Pick'em. Top Chef uh, uh, United States versus Top Chef Mexico. Okay. Uh, you're going to just tell me which one's better or which one you prefer Not or the difference. In different categories. Yeah, in different categories. Yeah. Okay, okay. All right, here we go. Better cast house. Top Chef Colorado. Mexico. Top chef Mexico. Oh, wow. first of all, not even a second. <laughs> not even a delay. So what what was better about it? Yeah, uh, we were in suites. Uh, we all had our own king size bed. And uh, uh, yeah. as no the, bunk beds. Nope. Yeah. We had three girls in one room with two bedrooms. One had two bedrooms. And then once that first chef left in that room, it was just me Open. and my yeah. other friend. And we had our own kitchen. So we called it the Mom's Den. Yeah. So that's when I got the nickname Mama Bear. Ooh, nice. I like it. So we would cook all of the food was in that room. Is it oh, Mama nice. de Osos? Uh, uh, Mama Osa. Mama yeah. Osa. See, I, I was just really trying to You just went a little formal <laughs> there. Yeah. food. Yeah. Um, uh, also, like, so you had one of these rare Top Chef seasons where it's a state. It's Top yeah. Chef Colorado. So well, there's traveling like, involved. Kind of like Top Chef Mexico, too, right? I mean, so she traveled a bunch. In- oh, but but you but the cast house was in Mexico City or no? Or mo- yeah, mostly? Yeah, yeah. Mexico City. So were you guys yeah. mostly in Denver in Colorado? Or yeah. You, okay. Yeah, okay. seven so weeks I was, there. I I'm totally wrong. You were the exact same. Uh, okay, uh, here we go. More, who, which, which I you think you already answered this. Yeah. The more difficult quick fires were where? Mexico. Mexico. Yeah. It was yep. just racking up. Because yep. you said they went more um, physical and, challenges. Yeah, and it was, um, it wasn't, and I, and I hate to say this word, but it wasn't, it wasn't gimmicky. It was like, like the egg challenge was you had to make a perfect omelet. You had to make the perfect uh, souffle. You had to make, it was very technique driven. Um, mm. On uh, our season, every Mexico, the first season was uh, pre-Hispanic food. So you had to learn how to, you had to make sure that you knew how to use the metate properly uh, or else you were screwed or right. how to start a fire out of nothing. Right. Um, and our season was uh, modern, like molecular techniques in Mexican oh. cuisine. Oh, wow. So the season had a theme. Yeah. Oh, Interesting. Oh, that's cool. Really yeah. yeah. yeah it was. We sat down at a table and Yeah, like, they were like, right. how can we really make this? We're going to yeah. have to change this up. Yeah, I like it. Um, which uh, version of Top Chef had a more challenging locale, more challenging locations? Uh, Denver. Mm. Yeah. 
Okay. Yeah. Because you guys, then you were outside sometimes. Yeah, the yeah. weather is crazy. The yeah. weather, right? One, it's yeah. snowing. It's an 80 yeah. degrees. Yeah. yeah. I think Denver, they say, they say if you don't like the weather, wait five minutes. Right. It's literally that. Yeah. Like crazy <laughs> and bipolar. Nice. That's nuts. Okay. Um, what about which, which place had better ingredients? Mexico. Yeah, well, that one. We already covered that. Is that just being a little bit of a home team? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, I mean, I love Whole Foods, but you can't find a dried chili to save your damn life. (laughs) And the tomatillos were all rotten when I'd go to them. It was just like, damn it. I'm just going to say this. That seems like a personal pain point to you and a business idea. Yeah. Yeah. I'd ask for masa, and they're like, oh, we have matzo meal. I'm like, like, no. (laughs) Stop it. (laughs) We have matzo. I love that. We got a whole bunch of moms. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. By the way, that's to meet the parents reference when they when he it's goes good. into the drugstore and Ben Stiller's trying to get some fancy some nice champagne, champagne. He's like you have like a hundred dollar champagne and he's like well you can buy a whole lot of moms <laughs> <laughs> great line um, okay how about this one which one had better you got to be real here okay because and I know you don't have a filter so you're no, gonna be yeah. real who had better hosts Mexico Ooh, burn. Mm. Yeah. Burn it up. Uh, is that hosts or judges which Oh, well, uh, we said ho- ho- host. host is Padma, And judges are I would say, though, know, but hosts Tom are and... also Padma and Tom. Right. Okay. But if you really want to get into it now to figure out who Claudette doesn't <laughs> yeah, like, we're really trying is that what we're trying to needle say? Needle in okay. there. No, I, th- I think it's a cultural thing. Yeah. That was that was really what I got out of this whole thing. Um, the host, Ana Claudia, she's an actress, movie star. Right. Um, she really loves food. Her dad's a chef. So she took the job. She's like, I just really fucking love food. Right. She's an eater. Okay. Um, and she talked to us. After every challenge, she lo- she cried when we were leaving. You know, right. like, we were a tight group. And every every person had, like, an, a, a talk. We gave her a nickname. Right. Uh, we had a song. Every time we came out, we'd sing to her. Okay. You know, so it was just... I don't know. It's, the culture has a lot to do with it, I'm sure, but right. it was a lot tighter. Yeah. You I know? got it. I, I, We'd shoot in, the shit a lot more. I <laughs> yeah. would say in fairness to uh, Top Chef Colorado and the production yeah. there, which are all friends. Dan Cutforth was just on last week on yeah. the show. Um, I think it's also like the... the it's intentional. The, yeah, it's yeah, intentional. Absolutely. Like the, it's sterile mm-hmm. for a reason. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that, again, these, these sort of personal sort of bounds or like the, the wall is there. Yeah. Right. So that we're not just like, oh, we like you. We yeah. love your glasses. You yeah. sung a song to me. Yeah. Right. And yeah, your dish sucked, but we'll keep you around. Right. Like it is just yeah. to be about food. Yeah. That's um, why I love LCK. Not that Mexico wasn't. No, I, I didn't know LCK. I didn't know Tom in the regular season. James Tran just showed up. I think in LCK for me is when I really got Tom. And we, uh, I, yeah. he okay. laughed at all my Well, you get a lot of Tom in, yeah. in Last Chance Kitchen. That makes yeah. sense. Yeah. That's true. I like that. So you enjoyed Last Chance. We haven't really got into Last Chance Kitchen. Yeah. Did, that'll, that'll be is for the it, next one. Was it yeah. just like the warrior aspect of it? Just like how it's more one-on-one? And, uh, all the ingredients were in my favor. I uh, felt like that was totally in my wheelhouse. They're like livers and I'm like, that's the shit that I cook every day. Right. You know, yeah. It's like, nice. awful is, you know, I'm not afraid. I'm yeah. embarrassed to admit this. I have never watched an episode of Last Chance Kitchen. Oh, my God. You have to watch mine. Like, it's really, it's, uh, it's funny. Right. Yeah. But also when you say you have to watch mine, does it, did it not work well, out? Well, my, my oh, season. Won. No, yeah, yeah I, okay, I won. Yeah, I got, got back that. in the house. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, I get, we do have to go watch it. Okay, yeah, I'll go I've watch it. I've watched a couple. Yeah. And I also have to admit, the only reason I'm really not watching it is like, I should be, I feel like I should be hosting Last Chance Kitchen. You should. That's like my. <laughs> why are you making, <laughs> This is, this is the petition like, to get Richard right, on. It happens again, every episode. I don't mean that it's not good. I just mean like, you know, there's still it a part of me. It should be you. Although, but for what Claudia's saying is like, 
she gets to learn more about Tom. Like you get to have this more deeper relationship with, with Tom, which is, is valuable, especially if you get back in. Right. Did you feel like, right. Did you feel like you knew a little bit more about like what Tom liked? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and I, actually, you know what? That's kind of the interesting thing is like, you know what? And then this is also going to, I'm pitching. <laughs> this <laughs> Always. Is me also pitching. Always. But like, you know, again, we know that like Top Chef comes from like the Project Runway sort of like um, format. Right. It's like there's no Tim Gunn in Top Chef. Like right. Tom Colicchio right. is no, that on Last Chance Kitchen. Yeah. That's what you're getting Players a coach. little yeah. bit more of where you're getting to make yeah. it work. Yeah. I don't know if I'd do that, even if it's just a little wink because Tom can say a thousand things with one eyebrow yeah raise. like yeah. literally um, yeah we gotta get clicky <laughs> on here i know we're gonna have to go to him we're gonna yeah we'll, we'll definitely go we'll go to his <laughs> figure farm out this on, mic situation uh, is it jersey or long island or he's probably got multiple farms we'll go on the boat that's what we need to do get out on a boat with him because that's where i think we can get a really not gonna get much from me on a boat all right last couple <laughs> one here which which uh season had better castmates well, this is a tough one this is a tough one because um, you got 20 something people that are going to be listening to this yeah are, i think i think mexico as well I yeah. think, uh, and that again is cultural. Right. And you just have more in common with these people. Mm. And I think that affected me a lot because I missed those people. There you yeah. go. Like when we left there, we were all texting each other. Like that's not, like battle buddies. Right. Where it's like, I miss you guys. Like, where are you? Yeah. And I went back, I cooked 20 times with them over the last year. That's amazing. Wow. Like, that's hot. And I think that's there awesome. is a thing, like we say that on top. Like I remember when you do leave, everyone's like, oh, let's. Let's stay in a house right. together. We'll yes. go buy a house. It's like, it's, it's like graduating from high school or yeah. college, right? You're mm, like, you just oh, nailed it. Yeah. It's exactly that. We're going to live together. We're always going to live together. KIT. The fact is not really. Yeah. You do stay in touch and you're, you know. Uh, but you'll always have that link. I mean, yeah. you know, you'll always be linked in that way. And there is a feel like we're family. Like right. we're family yeah. now. Like, What's a fraternity? Kind of yeah. yeah. What, what portion of um, Top Chef Mexico competitors were U.S. based and what portion were Mexican Mexico based? Two of us from uh, the states, Chicago and myself, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, one Canada. Oh wow! And was she just competed okay. in Top Chef Canada? This and how many last. total co- were, were like sixteen? We're same 15. About 15. Same, same okay. as Colorado. All right. You know what? It makes me want to sort of like compete in an international version of Top Chef. Right. I know. Like, well, It'd be I interesting. Do, I just did the DNA test. I'd have to do UK. Yeah. There's an Australia. No, no, that's Mexico. Potatoes. I would crush a UK bird. You know? <laughs> out there, one, I'd like work really hard on a British accent. <laughs> James Trent smiling. He knows. He knows I'd be able to nail it. And like, I we 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 just crush it. We go out there and just make turnips and cabbage and like braised pig parts. And we just like, I'd be like the next Ferguson Henderson. Uh, Which he's coming to San Diego. Perfect. Is he? I hope I have my fingers crossed. I'm oh, waiting. Yeah. He's getting knee or what? No, he's uh, coming to Jardin. Oh, oh he's having nice. knee surgery, so I'm waiting to get a feedback. Nice. So that's oh, very huge. cool. So you're oh, cool. Do a, a lot of like visiting chefs and stuff like that. <laughs> yeah, and we're gonna do a summer. He's gonna put him in a wheelchair and <laughs> wheel him yeah, bring him in Jonathan. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. Well, congratulations on that. Yeah, that's I'm, awesome. I'm, I'm gonna show up before that. Um, I'm gonna be the. I'm gonna be the. You guys are coming for friends and family. Shows up on the first night. No, I'm, I'm not gonna do that. Well, but. you guys came to a friends and family in Brasero, right. and yeah. that was a complete shit show because it was oh, a it huge animal. See, no, it was delicious. Like for us, yeah. yeah. Perfectionist. Um, it was delicious. Yeah. I was, uh, that was one of the few times. Like, oh, you know, good. I mean, we get jealous. It's okay. Again, be authentic. Yeah. Like when someone else is doing really good work, it's always great. And yeah. we're, I'm always happy for that person, but I'm also like, motherfuckers, man. We're <laughs> doing black mole. This shit is delicious. And, yeah. like, I don't even know how to make that. And um, That's my favorite part of collaboration, though. I collaborate yeah. a ton because I love that. I'm glad that yeah. the world is opening up that way. Yeah. When I, so I staged in Spain for a while. And what I really took from that was I'm French trained, really, like these classic European kitchens. But when I came back from Spain, what I realized was there's this fraternity yeah. of Spanish chefs. And even if it was Ferran, Adria, and just a little 
guy running a taco, uh, a tapa shop in mm -hmm. Barcelona, mm -hmm. right. you know, like they, they shared ideas yeah. and there wasn't yeah. this like American, like machismo. Yeah. Like hold like, on oh, to my stuff. And, yeah. Like, yeah. We're not competing. Right. Yeah. Like, yeah, we all want to do great, but like there's we, enough we, for everybody. We're yeah. better yeah. when we cook together and everything's like, been done. Like you're not innovating. Everything's yeah, yeah. been done in one sort of like presentation. Yeah. This you just true. do it your way. This is true. Yeah. Um, I'm going to introduce, I'm going to start shaving ants on stuff before El Jardin. <laughs> I'm not really going to. Okay, last thing we'd like that to would, do. That would entail you going to Mexico first. And maybe, I, I, maybe Mexico. Claudette yes, can, can I've help offered. open up the door yes. for you why, a little why bit. Why are we not going? Let's go to Mexico. First you, of all, first I of all in, I'm going to call you on your BS right now. First of all. <laughs> because this I, is a mask. I not, was I not at the Patron Hacienda? Yes, was I for, not? But, but someone paid San you to Miguel, go there. I, so uh, San Miguel Allende. Someone paid you to go there. Now we're gonna go hiking. I'm at saying the like base for fun. Fun. Let's go to Mexico. I'll do it. I know we're also and we're going in June. We're Are going, we? We're going okay. in June for Spice. I'm going in May. Okay. We're yeah, going yeah, yeah. to Bali. Are you gonna come yeah. on that trip? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So like we're gonna. Right. My favorite part well, we'll of see. I, can I share just my my again I haven't been in Mexico often. Yeah. But my favorite Mexican story is shooting Top Chef in San Miguel Allende. Am I saying that right? Yes, yeah. San Miguel de Allende. Which is like yes. a cobblestone streets in this just absolute, just be beautiful yeah. place. Yeah, picturesque. And like we're wrapped shooting and it's Colicchio and myself. And Colicchio though with like his hair down. <laughs> I know he doesn't have any hair, but you know what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And like producers and we're just getting tacos al pastor and it's just like the guy's sharpening his knife on the side of his cart. Yeah. And like there's nothing sanitary about it. <laughs> <laughs> and at the, and we're so but we're eating like all these tacos and it's literally it's one of those moments where like is it the food is it the food or is it the moment and the time and place right yeah. that make it it was delicious but it's also yeah. the moment the experience and then yeah. we didn't know it was like midnight and a parade just started <laughs> literally a parade yeah. of like one person on a trumpet two drummers uh -huh. a bunch of people dancing yeah and they're firing off they're shooting off bottle rockets yeah. It's but great. literally firing them kind of at us. Yeah. Well, they got to go I'm out. Like, you know? This is amazing. Uh -huh. I'm so Down the street. bottle rockets at me while they're having a parade. That's how you clear the p parade route. That's right. It was like, it was just absolutely amazing. Right? Yeah. It's like a dream trip with Tom for like millions of people. Yeah, it, it was. And yeah. I, there's a lot of behind yeah. the scenes footage of that, that we have to find. Yeah. Uh, Claudette Zepeda Wilkins, always a pleasure to thank you. get a chance to hang with you. The last thing we do is we do this thing called 86. <laughs> It's 86. Yes. Where we ask you to 86 one thing in uh, your world, the world. It can be. We've had all sorts of crazy <laughs> answers. Uh, all I would say is don't say Caesar salad. It's been said three or four times already. No, <laughs> and like, leave it alone. And like, leave it alone. Leave yeah. it alone. Like, yeah. I know, guys. Javier's one of my mentors, so I'm not going to say Caesar salad. Right, yeah, not even close. Exactly. <laughs> um, what does Claudette want to 86? Entitlement. Ooh. Ooh. I I went, I'm I like going. That. I'm going uh, deep with this one. No, I like that. Right, so yeah. you want to expand on it a bit? Yeah, or? entitlement. Um, I think across the board, from eaters to employees to bloggers to mm. chefs, you know, hey, every everyone's replaceable. At the end of the day, you're no better than the next guy trying to work his ass off. And it's like we need to be just a little bit more gracious and not demand. I have so many people. I mean, I have employees three months in asking for raises, and it's like. I, I what? Yeah. I, I remember having to be in one place for a year before even thinking about leaving, not even asking it for a raise. Yeah. Uh, and it's just, just I yeah. get messages from people saying, "Oh, you know, I'd love to write about your restaurant when you open." I'm, Thanks. 
Like, yeah. I, are you want me to free meal? Like, yeah. we need to, like, and then I don't even address it because I don't think it needs attention. But I think people need to put, like, a different set of sunglasses on and realize that, like, we work our ass off. And for people to ask things for free, it's like me haggling with an artist. Yeah. You know, mm. I say, this is my mm. budget. That's and interesting. And I, so I you're can't... kind of also saying it from, like, so many different angles. Yeah. 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 Right. Uh, yeah. That there's entitlement. Sometimes yeah. it's from your team, team members. And yeah. sometimes it's from people who just want them. Like, we do it. We get... We can get taken advantage of, yeah. as chefs. Yep. Um, my, yeah, wow. And gratitude for me is like a new, like a new thing that I'm learning yeah. from yes. my, 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 my <laughs> wonderful business partner and wife. Uh-huh. I, you have to be, yeah. you know, I have to have a lot of gratitude. Wow, yeah. entitlement. That's a yeah. great answer. Thank you. Thank you so much for hanging out with us. Starving for attention live from Puesto, uh, here in San Diego. What is this area called? This is the Seaport Village. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Seaport Village. Claudette Zapata Wilkins was hanging out with us. Hey, do us a favor. Jump on over to Apple Podcasts and hit subscribe. Uh, especially, you love this episode, so why don't you also write a review? It's free. It takes like two minutes. It changes the algorithm, uh, and it enables us to record more episodes. We're cruising up on, this might even be like episode 50. We're very close wow. to episode 50. Congratulations. Um, crazy. <laughs> and like, we really love doing it, and I hope you love listening to it. So subscribe on Apple Podcasts. If you don't have an Apple or you can't get to Apple Podcasts, go to the Podcast One app. Uh, and drop us a little note. We really appreciate it. Find us on uh, Instagram, starving for pod uh, What's your Instagram account, Claudette? Uh, at Claudette Zapeta Wilkins. At Claudette Zapeta Wilkins. You can find Jasmine at, at Jasmine Blaze. I'm at Richard Blaze uh, and starving for pod on Instagram. Thank you so much for listening. And until next week, stay hungry. Thanks for listening to Starving for Attention with Richard Blaze. Download new episodes every Tuesday on the Podcast One app, Apple Podcasts, or PodcastOne.com. Hey, podcast listener, this is Rob Sesternino. I'm the Rob, and Rob has a podcast, and the new season of Survivor is just getting started, and we've got new episodes for you five days a week. Join us for interviews with your favorite past Survivor players and this season's losers right after they get their torch snuffed. Listen free to Rob Has a Podcast, exclusively available on Apple Podcasts, PodcastOne.com, and the Podcast One app. And if you like the show, why not share it with a friend or leave us a rating and review on iTunes? 